What's going on, Rotherway Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Football on the Barbie. As always, I'm your host, Jake Seymour, joined alongside with Kane Bodak and Matt Gordon. Guys, how are we doing today? We are doing fine. Kaden, how yeah, are you, I'm pretty man? good. I'm pretty good, man. Happy New Year, guys. 2021, first episode of the new year. Oh, uh, yeah. It's been, it's been one hell of a ride. I mean, I know we just started, I think, what is episode four? So, uh, but definitely, you know, right there coming in hot with the uh, New Year topic. And speaking of the New Year, cannot talk about the New Year without talking about football. And we're going to we have a jam-packed episode for you guys today. And, you know, so I have some breaking news today. Deshaun Watson is reportedly asking for a trade out of Houston. And I want to know, what do you think about this? Where should he go? Should he come to New England? Uh, I've seen a ton of teams thrown around. I've seen – there's well, been almost every he, team in the league has been thrown around, basically. Who uh, needs a quarterback? <laughs> Uh, Ian Rappaport, as of 20 minutes ago, reported that Deshaun Watson is extremely unhappy with the organization after owner Cal McNair informed him that he would be involved with the GM and coach hiring process, but then did neither in the hire of Jim, GM Nick Casario, who is the former Patriots um, pers- director of personnel, director of personnel, right? Um, yeah. So it is interesting that um, Deshaun Watson was even going to be included in the GM and, and hiring process. I mean, usually, like Tom Brady never. I mean, he always had Bill Belichick, but um, it's it's like someone like Aaron Rodgers never. He didn't have that input. So it's it's interesting that the owner did agree to that initially. Um, for 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 the Patriot fans that think that Deshaun Watson is going to come to New England, I have a reality check for you. He's not. Um, why would he have an issue with Nick Cesario and Bill O'Brien to New England, Bill Belichick guys, and then be all about a trade to New England? And you can sit there and you can say, oh, Bill Belichick, but Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick <laughs> is the reason that Bill O'Brien was the way that he was. Um, I don't think Nick Cesario, uh, Nick Cesario is... Um, doesn't he doesn't seem like that stern Bill Belichick mold, but he's obviously unhappy with the hire. So I don't think he would want to come to a New England run organization. Yes, we won for 20 years, but I mean, if this is to show of anything, that's not because of Bill Belichick, because that's because of Tom Brady. Bill Belichick might be a great coach, but he's not a great GM. So um, I don't think Deshaun Watson will come to New England. Do I think that he would add, he'd be the best option at quarterback of everything. If you look at the whole free agency and, and all the draft targets, and I'm including Trevor Lawrence in that conversation, I think Deshaun Watson is the quarterback of the offseason. If you're in need of a quarterback, I would be trying to go and get him. as That's the priority. And then Trevor Lawrence would be number two because Deshaun Watson is proven in the NFL. Uh, but it is interesting. Look, I really think that uh, a dark horse in this team, uh, in this uh, for Deshaun Watson to go to is maybe the Cowboys. You know, they've had Dak Prescott. Do they really want to pay um, Dak Prescott all that money, whereas they can take Deshaun Watson's contract in, which is less than what um, Dak wants, and they're probably going to get a better quarterback. So I think that's a little bit of a dark horse. That's who I would like to see him go with. I mean, it's always good when the Cowboys are a good football team, regardless of if you like them or not. Big franchise, big money, big TV games. That's always good. I reckon he should go to the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't think he's going. I don't think he's going. He's definitely not going to New England, like you said. If you're putting a highlight tape out to send to to send to recruits like they do in, doing at college, you know, this this year isn't isn't going to make the cut at all. If if I'm a player, I'm not going to New England. I don't think he's going anywhere. To be honest with you, he, as a player, you can have all the push you want, 
And I think with the GM saying you're going to be in the hiring process or with, with the coaches and then just totally dissing him on that, they're, they're realizing we have to take control and we can't have this be like a player run organization, if that makes any sense, because there's a reason why the players get paid to play football. And then these GMs, these owners, all these front office uh, executives get paid to do what they do. You know, Deshaun Watson went to school for football. He didn't go to school for sports management. I mean, he might've, but you know what I mean? Um, Especially when Houston paid him the big bucks, like they did uh, this last year or this offseason, last offseason, you don't pay a guy like that. Um, that kind of money for that that big big of a contract to just say, all right, we're going to trade you. I mean, the Houston Texans don't have a lot going for them right now, and it. But if they had one thing, it would be Deshaun Watson, and just getting rid of that would be a huge mistake. Because it's oh, not yeah. like they have a big draft pick that they can they can. But Caden, uh, don't, don't you think that's the perfect reason why is they should get rid of him? Because like, if yes, yes, you have the quarterback that you want, but you also don't have any picks and any any cap space to do anything with him. I, I, I personally feel like it would be doing Deshaun Watson's talent a disservice if you keep him in, in Houston because he is so talented that that franchise is going to take two or three years to build around. By then, he's 29 years old. He's arguably slowing down as a because he's a running quarterback. I mean, I know the guys are playing longer now, but I feel like it's a disservice to him to wait, make him wait because you got to wait for these draft picks to come. You got to wait to get these guys in free agency because you don't have the cap space this offseason. If you trade him, you could get two first round picks. You could get and you could really rebuild that franchise. You get rid of JJ Watt and you just it will suck for Texans fans. But I think you just blow it up. You rebuild. You get some draft picks because they do have some players there that they could really trade away, get some pieces. And if Cesario, if Cesario drafts well, they'll be better off for it in ten years than sticking with Deshaun Watson for two, three years with nothing around him. He just had one of the best seasons of his career with no one around him and and lost – how many games did they lose? They a lot of games. They, they, they had the fourth pick. So. Yeah, so exactly. So they're not going to be able to do much. He's a great quarterback that can throw and lead the league in in, in throwing yards and, and all this, but – you know, without anyone there, he's not going to succeed. He's just going to keep having great years on a bad team. He's going to become Matthew Stafford. Yeah, but don't don't forget they had nobody. They, all they had was DeAndre Hopkins when they made that playoff. That they made the playoffs a few years back. You know, and you, Will Fuller's coming around. That trade screwed him over. There's no doubting that 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 um, DeAndre Hopkins for like well, I can't David believe Johnson that in the trade. third. Yeah, that, so. That, that really screwed him over, but it's not like even when he had DeAndre Hopkins and they were making the playoffs, granted he was a few years younger, but it's not like you were like, holy shit, the Texans are loaded. No, but they weren't, but now they're even in a worse off spot. Whereas if you were, if they don't trade DeAndre Hopkins or if they at least trade him for, I mean, fuck, I mean, I wouldn't have taken, um, what's his name again? D- David Johnson. Yeah, Cardinals guy. I wouldn't have taken David Johnson and a third round pick. I would have taken David Johnson because when healthy, he's a pretty good receiving back and can run the ball mm-hmm. and a first. I wouldn't have taken and a third. Like you're talking about at the time and DeAndre Hopkins did have a down, down year. I mean, it wasn't that bad. He was still a very dominant top five receiver, but he was last year top two, arguably top two mm-hmm. receiver in the league. And you traded him for like, we could have traded for that. 
I mean, I would have traded James White and a, and a third-round pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and, and Bill O'Brien probably would have done that because he's an idiot. But do you think – you don't now think – now he's, now he's getting freaking in an interview at Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he'll 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 be an OC there or something with with Sarkeesian's gone, so he's gonna he's gonna screw over that program. It'll be good for me, but uh, as an Auburn fan, but you don't think that's a Bill O'Brien issue though? You don't think that's a coaching issue? Because a few years back, before that organization blew up, they had the same coaching staff and they had the same players, plus DeAndre Hopkins. But Will Fuller has kind of turned in. Granted, he was on PEDs, but he was one of the best wide receivers in the league before he got caught. So you don't think that's more of a Bill O'Brien issue? Definitely is a mixture of things. I'm not saying it's one. That I, yeah, definitely is a mixture of coaching, mixture of GM decisions, and um, definitely uh, bringing in a new coach could could help that. But if 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 Watson's already, you know, Cesario's been hired for 24 hours. If he's already upset, I mean, it could it could honestly take Cesario and Watson to have a meeting and ha- and 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 go forward and say you are going to be a part of the coaching hiring process. I think that's the only way they save that is by mm-hmm. Cesario coming in and saying, look, whatever the deal you had with the owner, I apologize for, I wasn't here for that. But from this moment forward, I give you my word, we're going to have, uh, you're going to have an input on the coaching hire. And I feel like if they do that, then, um, then that'd be good for them. But I think the Texans as a whole is just really, it's really confusing. I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but the Chiefs offensive coordinator, um, Eric, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Is it Bellamy? He was, whoever it is, I he, I know he was a hot the, prospect. The, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, yep. right? And then the San Francisco 49ers, um, then the San Francisco 49ers um, defensive coordinator, Robert Sala. Both of those guys are probably the two top head coaching candidates, right? The Texans haven't had an interview with either one of them. They're the only franchise that is looking for a head coach that hasn't interviewed at least one of them, and they haven't interviewed either of them. I can't so see that guy go back Kansas to Kansas City going. No, well, I mean, I would, though. I mean, if, if I'm him, yes, it's bad situation cap space-wise and draft pick-wise. That's really bad, but... Again, to your point of saying, if you want to bring in a coach, and, and I think that's the perfect fit coaching-wise for Deshaun Watson. He Especially because him, him and Mahomes have similar play Correct. styles. Correct. That's what – but I also believe that he should go to the Chargers. I think Eric I think Eric Bell, Bellamy or Bellamy – Wait, to the Chargers? Yeah. Yes. The coach. The coach, not coach. Deshaun. The coach. Oh, not Deshaun. The OC yeah, from I'm the, about the Kansas yeah, City. The Chiefs, which we'll so, talk about in another episode. We'll talk about the head coaching hires in another episode. But Yeah. Um, when they all go through, but that's what I think the the, the 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 Texans should be doing, and they don't they haven't they haven't even interviewed him. So I really don't know what they're going to do. I really don't. Um, what about you, Jay? What are your thoughts on it? Yeah. So my my thing with Deshaun is that I feel like the Texans they should send him to Miami. I think Miami is a good spot for it because with that you could either you can get back your third round pick because you know depending on what Miami wants to do with that, or you can trade him for Tua. And you know, play you know, play your cards with two and see what happens there. Because I mean, at this point, I mean, what do you have? You don't have any draft capital. You have this unhappy quarterback, and obviously the draft is a little bit ways out. So if you want to go for that third overall pick or two at the draft, like I said, you can still do that. You don't have to wait. You don't have to sit on and wait on it. So that's what I would do. I would look at Miami and see see what you can do there. Um, any other places around the league I come to mind? Uh, Honestly, not not too much, to be honest, because I feel like a lot of teams, they either have a quarterback that they want to use and they want to run with, 
or they're just not really in the market. Like obviously the Patriots are like the one I would bring up, but I don't think he's going to come here. Um, Do you see San Fran, Jake? Uh, San Fran, I could see it, but the thing with San Fran, and I don't know what the direction is because they still have Jimmy G and they had a, you know, obviously he was hurt all year. Uh, their tight end was that I think every tight end on that team was hurt at one point and then their entire defense was hurt. So like they, they just battled injuries all year. So I don't know if, I don't know if you want to blow that up just because he has some injuries. So I don't know if you do that. The one thing I could see maybe was maybe do you look at New York and see if you could pull in a y- another young guy and Sam Darnold and play your cards with that, but, and then maybe get some picks on that, but still that's such a downgrade from Watson to Sam Darnold. If I was Houston, I would look at Miami and try and get either the third round pick, or if you like Tua, try and take Tua. Other than do you that, think I don't Miami think- would do it though. Like if you think, you think that's a good move. That's one I thing. Be, I think they'd be stupid not to. Really, I think, you, I think if you, you can get. Are you it, telling me? Are you telling me that you wouldn't take with that defense and and yes, the amount of yeah. and amount of cap space and, and draft capital that they have? Because listen, they they would hold the chips in that situation because the Texans are coming back to them. I wouldn't right. be giving them their third. I wouldn't be giving them the third overall pick. I'd give them Miami's pick, the twentieth pick or whatever it is. Because then it'd I'd be like, Miami. I'd be like, you can have that one. We're keeping the third one. And, and then we'll they get, get like a third. They get like a third rounder. And then rounder. give them a third or a, and a and a second or something plus tour, because that's tour was the third pick last year or the second pick last year. So that's the early pick. You keep the Texans keep their. I mean, the Texans get the Miami's pick, but Miami holds on to the Texans four. And, oh yeah, if they and, could pull that and, off, and, and, I'd do it. Yeah, and then you're sitting there at four, and you're going well. I'm not gonna. T- I wouldn't personally take any of the wide receivers at number four. I would move back to. Six, seven, eight. Get some more picks from Miami. Take Waddle. Take Devontae Smith. Take Devar Chase, Jamar Chase, and then take one of those guys to pair with um, uh, Deshaun Watson down in Miami. Very interesting. I never looked at Miami to be completely because... honest. Didn't even cross my mind once. But I think that's honestly, I think that would blow the league up, and Miami would be a uh, straightaway Super Bowl contender. And then, and then, and then the AFC East would become Buffalo. And Miami, and then the Jets would possibly have uh, no. Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. I mean, they fucked up getting Trevor well, Lawrence. Well, yeah, obviously that part. I don't think they leave for our good Patriots yet, though. If that was what you were trying to infer to, because honestly, Who? if I'm if Miami? I'm Miami, what do you mean though? No, Miami? no, 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 not Miami. I mean, the, I thought New York. No, God, no, 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 no. no. I was going to say Miami, Miami and Buffalo already. Uh, no, those already, are guys, those but, are the top two yeah. in, the, in the division. But I my point in, bring, my point in bringing from. that up was now saying you look at New England's quarterback position, and if Deshaun Watson went to Miami, you'd, I'm looking at New England and going, "You guys are fucked for ten years because oh yeah, yeah. screwed easy." And, and let, uh, there's nothing you can do. Like there is no guy out there in free agency that is going to be better than I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson or Josh Allen with the year that he had. Granted, Josh Allen is still like, can he do it next year as well? That's the big question. If he can, if he can continue to play like this, I said this when he was drafted. The dude is very much like Patty Mahomes, the way he's built, the way he has the big arm, the way he can move when he needs to. If he gets everything clicking, that dude can be as good, if not better, than Patrick Mahomes. And that's Couldn't a freaking see- problem. If you had those two guys in your division in the AFC East and you're stuck with Jared fucking Stidham. Yeah, I don't think Stidham's the answer. I mean, I wrote about that in a blog the other day. But, but um, the, Jake, you mentioned the whole thing with Miami. But what could shake it up? What do you think about the Jets trading down? 
Jets could trade down. But, I mean, the thing with New York trading down is that I don't think they – they don't trust Darnold. So, I, I honestly think that they, they would take Fields because, well, you know, why would they trade down? But I could see them taking Fields and moving Darnold. I could totally see that. If I'm if I'm New York, I'm personally I'm a I'm a Darnold fan. I, I don't think he's had a fair treatment in the league. I think he's been in a crappy spot with New York. And if Justin Fields goes to New York, I feel like he's gonna be in the same boat. I know Donaldson has some bad plays, he's done some stupid things, but I just feel like if he had a, a somewhat decent stuck. coach over uh the coaches, the coaching staff in New York, he would be at least a little bit better, if not a lot more better. And that's but something I look at and I'm like continue, sorry, sorry, I thought you were done. Continue. I mean, that's the thing I look at with Donald's that he just, he's one of those guys that he's not a Patrick Mahomes, Tom, not even Tom Brady, because Tom Brady needed a good coach as well. But like somebody like Patrick Mahomes that just came in the league, and yes, he did have Andy Reid, but it, he kind of just came in and took off. That was what he did. And uh, even with a guy Mahomes like Donald, sat. that coach staff is awful. Let's not compare Patrick Mahomes to Sam Donald. Patrick Mahomes sat for you. People don't, people forget that. Um, your point on Sam Donald. The thing is with Sam Donald that not a lot of people know because not a lot of people up in, your way up in New England and in the Northeast, watch college football. Caden might know this because he might remember. When he was at USC, he was playing the exact way he plays with the Jets. He had he would always turn the ball over. That's I mean, agree, Caden? He was always stolen. Yeah, picks. I never thought he was that good. I he never, was never thought like, he was he, he was never this he was never this pick. generational talented quarterback, but he needed what he needed when he went into the pros was a coach that was gonna uh, really hone in on his skills and, and eliminate the turnovers because he had the upside. And if he could get rid of the downs, the downside of his play could be a really good average to, to average to good, great, maybe starting quarterback in the league. Whereas what he is with gaze at the moment, he's just basically his college self. He'll, ha- he'll have a good, because he really does have some nice throws, but then he'll throw a pick and you're like, why? And it was the same thing at USC. Go back and watch all the draft processes c- coming out. And they'll, you'll hear guys say, if he, can, if he can stop turning the ball over, he can stop throwing enough picks. His senior year, I'm pretty sure he led the Pac-12 in, in interceptions. I'm pretty, pretty positive that's a stat. I'll Google it. But I think that's right. And it's, I think and a lot he, of it has he, to do with – a lot of it has to do with the game plan too. I think New York runs. I mean, I don't. I don't. No, trust that's what I'm saying. A, I think. I coach. think he needs. I think Sam Donald needs that coach. How would he? How really... would he be in New England? Imagine him in with Bill well, Belichick. This, this, this is a thing that not a lot of Patriot fans have talked about this year. So the the one year that we need a quarterback in the draft, right? We have we are screwed. In and and why I say that is the two teams that hold draft positions that we can go and get a good quarterback. A fucking in our division. The Jets hold the two pick, and Miami holds the fourth pick. None of them are trading anything to New England. None. Yeah. We're not getting any of those guys. Please stop thinking that we are going to draft a quarterback with the second pick or the fourth pick in a trade because Miami's not going to trade to New England. I don't care if Brian Flores is an ex-coach in New England. Guess what? He's the head coach of the Miami Dolphins now, and he's getting paid by the Miami Dolphins. He doesn't care about what happened in New England. That's in his past. He's not going to help a division rival. And the freaking Jets, I mean, that's self-explanatory. Yeah. The Jets are not going to help New England. The, that's the same team that demanded a first-round pick for Parcells. Yeah. And, or Belichick, <laughs> sorry. When, when all that situation was happening in the 90s. So, like, we're not getting a quarterback in this draft at, 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 at we're going to be stuck with Trey Lance. I'm telling you right now. And for the people that don't know who yes. Trey Lance is, I'd, he's going to go fifth. He's not going early. Surely not. If he goes early, that's, this league's a problem. 
the dude is a Division two quarterback that went to the same school as Carson Wentz, North Dakota State University. Now, are they the most successful uh, Division two football team? Yes. But if you really think he's going to come to New England and change the entire way that New England Patriot football is played, think again. This and he's played like, one. He played one game this year. He barely beat Central Arkansas or whoever the hell they played. He didn't play good. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's Kyler Murray light, light, and I use that word very loosely. Like he's he, he he's not starting next year. If he starts next year, <laughs> he's a guy that you need to sit for two years. Really, like he's not a he's not a starting quarterback. They want the same thing happened to Dwayne Haskins. He came in after injury, but. Whoever got injured at Ohio State in that Michigan game, and he blew, he blew it up, and they're all like, holy shit, Dwayne Haskins, and now where's Dwayne Haskins right now? He's unemployed. And the same thing's going to happen to Trey Lance. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't compare Trey Lance. to. I still think Dwayne Haskins is a good quarterback, to be completely honest with you. I think he was a, a product of a bad uh, this is what happens with quarterbacks that get drafted on the last year of another coach's tenure. When the new coach comes in, you're already, you're already on a short leash. Because you're not you're not his guy. You're not his guy. Like Ron Rivera is going to probably pick a QB this year. That's going to be his guy, not uh, Haskins, who's gone anyway. But and then he obviously had his own personal problems with he couldn't be disciplined. But I firmly believe that, like everything, situations in in football matter. Like is Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes if he doesn't go to Kansas City? No. These people that say, oh, the Bears could have had Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the Bears could have had. The Bears Patrick don't know Mahomes. how to use him. But the Bears, yes, Matt Nagy came from Kansas City, but he would. It's 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 just different. You can't sit there and say, "Oh, but this person's this and this." Because I also give you this: putting a kill Harry in Seattle's offense when he's DK Metcalf because they're the same size. Yeah, and it's all about who, 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 how you know how to use people. Like, how was Chris Hogan? DK, DK Metcalf, if he was in New England, wouldn't be DK Metcalf. He would just because that you know what they would do? They'd be like, "Oh, big guy, you you block." That they, they would he would be out here. They'd fucking block him. That's what they do in the kill. Watch watch your lead blocks when we run quick screens out. It's Nikhil Harry. Watch your lead blocks when we run off tackle to the to the backs. It's Nikhil Harry pushing up on it's it's and he always gets called for holding and things. But they use him as a big blocking tight end. As a we don't have a tight end. Yeah. That's the problem. Because he lose Gronk. This whole Patriots team, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens because there's so much going on with this team. But, you know, it's time to switch gears head over to the college football. Big news in college football this week. We have the national championship game coming up in just a couple of days from now. And it's Alabama versus the Ohio State University. So, guys, who are you guys picking? Kate, I want to know your pick. Are you picking Alabama or Ohio State? Who do I want to win and who I pick? It's two different things. Alabama's not losing this game. I would love to see them lose this game, but they're the best team in college football. They're the best team in college football in the past probably five, eh, probably four years. Um, nobody's lo- They're not going to lose that game, especially with the addition of Jalen Waddle. He's coming back. Justin Fields is banged up. I'd love to see Ohio State win that game, but I can't see Alabama losing. I don't know. Did we talk about this on the podcast But before? Actually, no, we didn't because we didn't do – we were off over Christmas and that. I think Ohio State could shock everyone again. And I'll tell you why. Just like Clemson, Ohio State was essentially preparing for that game against Clemson all year. They knew that they would make the playoffs if they just won every game, I believe. And I feel like that's why they blew the doors off Clemson as well as Dabo Sweeney getting ahead of himself saying that you know they don't deserve it, which 
I kind mistake. of agreed with. It, I mean, yeah, mistake, but you know, to his point, six games is fair enough. But Ohio State all year is prepared for knowing that they're going to be in the playoffs, knowing that they're going to have to play either Alabama or Clemson. Because those are the two teams. If you had a sat back in in November or September and said, all right, who are two teams that are definitely going to be in the playoffs? Regardless, it would have been Clemson and Alabama. Everyone would have yep. said, okay. The other two, it's like, we'll see, whoever it is. But everyone would have known. So all year they would have been preparing for Clemson or Alabama. And I think that's why they blew the doors off Clemson. Can they do it again against Alabama? I mean, if Justin Fields plays like he did again, he can. Um, but that Alabama team, man, that's it's a very good football team. And and, you, and I was thinking about this the other day. How good would it have been, right? If if last year we had have had, or if last year's LSU team was playing this year in that all SEC season that they had, we would have had that LSU team go up against this Alabama team go up against the Florida Gators team, go up against Texas A&M. Like, it was just such a good year of SEC football, like high level across the board. For, for, two, for two programs, I, I, w- I would uh, beg to differ there, Matt, though. I think SEC as a whole had a down year. I think you had two good programs in Alabama and Texas A&M. But other than that, I think, you know, Georgia you know, wasn't that the, hot. You know, yes, but you don't – okay, but Georgia wasn't that hot. But, again, you got to look at it. So they had an all-SEC schedule is more so my point. Georgia, if Georgia was playing their regular schedule where they play against a, a school that they fucking get paid to play three times, uh, you'd be looking at Georgia a little bit differently. Yes, Georgia yeah. had quarterback problems. And once they put JT Daniels in, it was like, why didn't you do that to begin with? Um, but anyway, my pick for the game, for the college football game, I went on a whirlwind there. Like Caden, I want a higher state to win. I think Alabama's going to win. It wouldn't shock me if... Ohio State wins, whatever the, I don't know what the line is, but I would put Ohio State, I would be betting Ohio State with the line if there was a, a line. Let's see if the line came out. I, I think it's going to be, it's going to, Alabama's going to dominate the game, but it's going to be closer. The score is going to be closer than uh, the game actually was. Alabama's only an eight point favorite. Well, I would I mean, take a, I would take Ohio State minus eight. Anyway, Jake, what's what about you for the if game? If I'm a betting guy, I'm taking Ohio State just for that money, just for that you know little. Uh, was it the was that the money line or the spread? No, eight, yeah, they're no uh, spread. The Ohio yeah. State's getting eight. Yeah, so I would definitely take that. But I mean, like, yeah. So I want Ohio State to win, of course, because I know I'm sick of Alabama winning. Like Alabama is like the New England Patriots of college football, like the last decade. You know, there's been pure dominance, right? But, I mean, this Alabama team, it's every year they're in contention. And it's hard to say – it's hard to bet against them. Um, you know, it's just like in New England where for the last 20 years you didn't bet against New England. And I'm not going to bet against Alabama. That's why I'm picking Alabama here just because – no, do I want do I want to see them win? No, absolutely not. I hope they I hope they lose. But like, there's a combination of factors. Obviously, again, it's Alabama. Justin Fields was so banged up in that Clemson game. He played great, but, I mean – that was like an all-time performance for him. He's not going to replicate that. And if he does, yeah, they're going to have a shot. But still, I mean, if he plays like that, are we sure that he's going to, you know, they're still going to win that game? Because, again, it's Alabama. It's not some like, you know, Clemson. I felt like Clemson kind of, yeah, so they, they have a decent game. Yeah, but they didn't have a great game either. And I felt like they kind of laid down and quit a little bit. And, you know, you look at Alabama. Alabama's not going to do that. So that's just another reason why I feel like Alabama's just going to run away with it. Yeah, you don't have a team that has two Heisman Trophy finalists, one Heisman Trophy winner, and a guy like Jalen Waddell, who's 
got he's got hurt, broke his whatever at the Tennessee game, and he's still going to be a top fifteen pick. You don't have a team like that and an experienced coach like Nick Saban, and lose that game. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that, you know, championship game. It was an interesting college football season. I mean, I, I, I said it. Liked it. A lot better, to be honest. I like to see really? more. Yeah, man. I, I, I mean, that's the thing I don't like about college football is like you, you, they play random teams. Like Alabama would be sitting there and you'd be watching a game and they'd be playing some school that they'd be knocking off by 70. I'd be like, what's the point of this? I think they should do all SEC every year, all Pac-12 every year, all ACC every year. All Big Ten and Big Twelve every year. That's that should be a schedule. If you want to, if you want to throw in, I understand why they do it for these other colleges because they need to fund and and pay for it. Okay, let's have let's have some games where one game a year maybe one that you can have that school where you can. Play but you it. don't. You didn't miss. You weren't like. I wish I saw that USC Alabama game, or I wish I saw that Auburn uh, North Carolina game at the beginning of the year. You never said that to yourself. Like those games are cool. Oh, it would have been really cool to watch Alabama beat USC by 60. Yeah, but you didn't know that. I mean, I just think those non-conference games are Look, I, I tell you what, next year, Clemson to start the season versus Georgia, we wouldn't get that if COVID is around. And let's hope that we – in terms of that, Caden, yes, those games I don't mind seeing. But it's when you see – it's when I turn on the TV and Alabama's playing – Citadel. Yeah, that's my point. That's what I'm talking about. It's not. It, I don't have a problem with when they're playing other Power Five schools. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with when they're playing these little schools. And it's like I get it, but you only play ten games as it is. Like let's 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 make these games fun. Let's make them good. But I mean, then you get a team like Notre Dame, and you're like, they should be in ACC every year. I don't care what they. I don't care that they the the Christians TV be, money. Yeah, look, that's great. You can have your TV money, but then you know what they should be doing. Then they should be um, playing at least one school from more Power Five teams every year. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard. I just Jake. I don't think you have an allegiance to a team. Matt, you're from well, I mean, Australia, so I'm. Pretty, well, yeah, now, now, <laughs> but um, I, Matt, you're from Australia, so you're just a. Oh, you're a, you're a horns down guy, right? Yes, there you I, like, go. I, so, I, I have I have different teams in different conferences, so like yeah. it's weird. I like so, but this is also the thing. I like Florida and I like LSU, even though they're both rivals. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. So, as an Auburn fan, selfishly, the way that the way their year ends every year, you either have Georgia. I have a quick question about Auburn. You guys just go got ahead. the top top recruit in the country, quarterback. One of them, yeah, the, uh, the Demetrius Davis, or Demarius, whatever the kid's name is. Yeah, no, he, he was the number one recruit in the country, number one quarterback. Was he really? The yeah. the from he Texas. Picked, yeah, he was he picked, like he, he picked he Auburn a, over over all the other big schools. He was the number one uh, dual threat guy. I think he was the number four in the country or something. Like that. Anyways, but it'll be interesting though because with Bo Nix, he's a pretty good quarterback. I don't know why you'd want to go to Auburn right now, especially with the mess that they have at. Uh, at the head with uh, Malzone getting fired. I mean, uh, Brian Hansen's a good coach, but who knows? Anyways, the way the Auburn schedule goes, you have whoever you have, and then you have Texas A&M, Georgia, and Alabama. So if you had those three games in a row, you'd, you'd, you're not winning all three of those games. And the only team that's winning all three of those games is Alabama. It, if you – if Alabama had the same schedule, Texas A&M isn't winning all those games. Georgia's not winning all those games. 
So you need a game like, like Kennesaw State or Citadel or Alabama State, you know, or FIU, a team like that, go in there, kind of chill out a little bit and, and, and get a cupcake game in there to prepare for the next week. I know, it's definitely interesting with this whole college football thing. I mean, this year, uh, you know, you guys talk about whatever, you, you know, about the scheduling stuff. But this year, for me, the biggest thing that really bothered me is that they didn't extend the playoffs. Like, this year would have been the perfect year for it. Like, I mean, obviously, there's, I'm going to use this team because that was the team I followed this year with ASU. I mean, they only played, I think, like, three or four games this three season. Games. Like, there was, yeah, there was, like, almost a time when they didn't play for a month. Like, cut they, it, though, yeah. Yeah, but there, I mean, a lot of other teams, for example, Ohio State, six games. Like, could we have sent in the playoffs to, like, eight teams so we have an extra round? Would that have been that big of a deal to do that? But, no, they just didn't do it. And they didn't even entertain the idea. That's the worst part. No. And that's and my whole little is, spiel this, on college this is This is the thing about uh, – and we've talked about this on this podcast before. When we talk about the playoffs and college football, that is a – you could literally do a whole podcast on it. Because mm-hmm. the, the pros and cons – and I, I could literally sit out here and, and, and write up a, a format, and it, it works – and I don't know why they don't do it, but um, let's move on to the next topic. What's going on, guys? Jake Seymour here from the Football on the Body podcast. And I just want to thank Boston Big 3 for sponsoring this week's episode. Boston Big 3 is the site to go to to get any merch on Boston sports. Make sure you guys head over there to bostonsbig3.com and cop all your merch. All right, fellas, let's move on to the NFL playoffs. Big wildcard weekend, extra team in the playoffs this year. One team has a bye. Bills Colts is the first game on the weekend. Is anyone liking the Colts here? Or are we all all Bills or Bills Mafia this weekend? All Bills. Yeah, I'm all Bills. I mean, I would love to see the Colts win it. Uh, but I mean, this Bills team, I I was lucky enough to see them live this year. And let me, and this was like the Monday night game against the Patriots. And let me just tell you, like, this team is legit. They they could win a Super Bowl. Don't be surprised when they knock off Kansas City. Remember, remember, they got Kenny Stills too. Yeah, they're very, very, very good. Yeah. And Stefan Diggs lit up the Patriots that night. Like, yeah. don't like I said, don't be surprised when they knock off Kansas City. I think yeah, Josh I, Allen's I, really good at football. I th- I think I think they're the hottest team in football because you look at the Chiefs and the Chiefs are gonna end up having three weeks off with their starters. I think the Bills, if you look at their schedule and the games that they actually lost, they were in them. So, and every other game since their last loss, they've just. They've been ridiculous, and it's it's weird being a fan of the Patriots and the Bills are in the AFC East. Yet here I am, and I look at the AFC wildcard picture, and the two teams I'm going to be supporting are the Browns and the Bills. Yeah, that imagine that if I told you ten years ago we'd be rooting for the Browns, no, not rooting, but you know, looking at the Browns and Bills in the playoffs, and the Patriots wouldn't be here. Like you, you look at me like I was crazy. Yeah, I said that a year ago. Thought you were crazy. Ah, right, Seahawks Rams. This is going to be. I think this will be the best game of the the first day of games. Uh, I think this is the one that's the most open. Jared Goff like? with a thumb is questionable to play. Obviously, he's going to play. It's now just really a matter of can he can he throw the rock and can Jamal Adams sack him enough that maybe he breaks his thumb again. They've met They've met twice this year. Each, each, each have won once. And um, it's a divisional game. And it's in the playoffs. It doesn't really matter that um, the Seahawks are at home. I don't think that really has anything to do with it this year. The Seahawks aren't letting any fans in. I think it's going to be a tough game. Look, if if there is going to be an upset on that first day of games, it, it is going to be the Rams beating the Seahawks. But 
really the Seahawks shouldn't be losing this game. If if the Seahawks lose this game, that is a fail of a season. From where they started this year and how they've their mid season woes, I guess that they were they were going through, and they kind of ironed that out. And then those last two weeks played shocking. Like you know they they're in the game close last week with the 49ers going into the fourth quarter, they were down. So I think the Seahawks will win. Um, I hope they'll win. Wouldn't be shocked if the Rams win, but yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks. Yeah. I like the, I like the Seahawks here um, as well. You know, Jared Goff, he had surgery last week on his throwing hand, his thumb. You don't come back from an injury like that and and you can't light up a good defense uh, like this, the Seattle team even if they are a little shaky, um, I, I still like Seattle here. I would totally pick the Rams if Jared Goff didn't have his thumb get hurt. because like, Or if he was like definite to play and this happened like a couple weeks ago, I wouldn't think about picking him. But because that injury happened so, like what, like a week or two ago and he just had the surgery like a week ago, I can't pick the Rams because I just don't think Goff's going to have a good game. And that really sank because this this was the one game that I looked at and said this, this will be an upset. And it obviously it can't now with Jared Goff. So I'm going to go see out of here as well. Next game, Saturday night. It's an 8-15 game. This is the game I am most excited for. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Washington football team. I just want – I think that's pretty funny. Washington has a home game. They're 7-9, first of all. That's just – that's pretty funny. Second of all, Tom Brady. I saw this stat on ESPN. Tom Brady, when he's under pressure, has a QBR of 6 this, uh, this year. 6. Let that sink in. A QBR of 6 when under pressured. So he's playing – playing the best day line in football. Yes. So and now I'm not saying that it's going to be a blowout by either team, but I'm going to, I would not be surprised if Washington wins this. And I'm even going to get a score position. I'm going to say Washington wins 21 to 17. Look, I don't think they're going to win. This is the, this is the thing with, with, uh, and if you're a betting man, you kind of understand this. You, you, you look at the slate of games and there is going to be an upset in one of them. It may be, and usually it's at least one, one upset on each of the days. Usually that's how things work. So it's it's about picking the most likely to be an upset. I think this game, like you said, I don't think it's going to be as one-sided as people think. I don't think the Bucs are going to blow them out. Um, the Bucs have been playing better, but they have had an easier schedule to finish the season than they did to start the season. In saying that, Washington are 7-9, and nine, or as Bruce Arians likes to say, no, they're a 4-1 and one football team when they have Alex Smith. They're 7-9 and nine when they have Dwayne Haskins, which I thought was a lovely jab at Dwayne Haskins, and Bruce Arians just needs to shut up. But Chase Young is going up against the other standout rookie on the Buccaneers and first-round pick, Tristan Wiffs, who's going to be protecting Brady's blind side. That's going to be a crucial matchup because if if Brady is getting flustered and, and doesn't have time to throw the ball, like you said, he has a QBR rating of six, that offense isn't suited like his offense was in New England to get the ball out quick. It's two-step drop, three-step drop, wait, have a look downfield. If that D-line is in his face quickly, that's going to be a long game. And they're going to have to turn to the run. And if they're down, they're going to have to look to... If Washington get the lead and Washington play for the, from in front, it's going to be bad for Tampa Bay. I mean, I know they got the GOAT there in the fourth quarter, King and Tom Brady, and it's the playoffs. But it wouldn't shock me if, if, if that NASCAR D-line just was fucking crazy and all up in Brady's face and just caused problems all day. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a fun game. Because of that uh, D-line, O-line matchup. But Tom Brady's having one of the best seasons of his career 
Yeah, um, my pick is still the Buccaneers. By the way, I'm not. I'm not. Didn't I didn't say my pick, but my pick is the Bucks. Yes, Tom Brady. He's having one of the best uh, seasons of his career. That team is is finally clicking. Um, Evans is a little banged up, but I don't. I don't think that'll affect him at all. Um, this Washington team that, like you said, Matt, they have a good D line, but we can't forget that the Eagles had that game won, and then. Uh, they just decided to take out Jalen Hurts and just blow the game. So Eagles had a Eagles had a mobile QB that you can that you can bootleg out of the pocket and and kind of get away from that D line as well though, which is what they were doing. They were running those out um, bootleg outs, RPOs. Chase well, Young yeah, but, is ridiculous for twenty one years old. Let's just but say they that. were they were a quarter from missing the playoffs. So oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying that they're a great football team by any means. It's literally if that D line plays amazing, that's the only part of the Washington football team that is going to win this game. Is that D line? If that D line plays the best game of their life, they could impact the game so significantly that it could just swing it, and their offense would just need to score a couple touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, if Alex Smith can stay, because if he takes one hit. Every time that man gets hit, I don't know if I he's cringe. Yeah, I, I agree. So, I mean, a lot has to go right. And because of that and because of how well, how well Tom Brady has been playing this year, I'm going to the Bucks. I want to add on real quick before we move on to our next matchup. Uh, this is another interesting stat that I heard. The Buccaneers are 10-0 and against teams under 500. And ready? They're 1-5 against teams above 500. Uh, that, that one win came against Green Bay in week six. Uh, and I believe it was right when Adams was coming back off an injury or he was out. It was something like that. I kind of forget how that went. But, I mean, you only have one win over a team in 500. So, you know, maybe they win this round. And, honestly, I still think that they could beat this Washington team. But when I do stuff like this, I like to have an underdog. So that's why I pick Washington here. Uh, and plus the spread is, like, I think minus 7.5. So if you're a betting guy, bet on the bet on the football team because you might get a good payout. But my thing with the Bucks, that even if they win this round, I don't see them making a Super Bowl run because – you're one in five against teams above 500. Like, come on, you got you got to have at least a winning, a somewhat winning record for that. At the end of the day, they still have Tom Brady at quarterback. So I'm true. not going to count out. I'm not going to count out a team that has Tom Brady at quarterback. That I've always said best, that too. That playing the best, um, like like uh, Caden said, having one of the best seasons of his career. And and mind you, I mean, if Brady can turn off that headset in the in the fourth quarter and just go out there and call his own plays, they'll win the game. Because Bruce Arians right. is a fucking idiot, and Tom Brady. I mean, I'm not. I say that loosely. Bruce Arians isn't a fucking idiot, but I feel like Bruce Arians already is prepared to say the reason that they lost and blame Brady than he is to prepare this team and 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 have a Super Bowl run. Um, he's never been a Super Bowl head coach. Is that correct? I'm pretty sure he was just a coordinator in in in, um, in Arizona, in Arizona, and in no, Pittsburgh. he actually. I'm sorry to cut you off. I heard this on 98.5 today. Was that the last time uh, a team had a, this an offset like this? I think a 79 team beat a team in the playoffs. It was the team that lost was Bruce Arias's Cardinals. Yeah. So exactly. That's just someone else to point out. There is. I don't know this game as much as much as like I don't. I'm never. I will never been on Tom, on Tom Brady because I think he'll always come through. But the one thing, the one reason why I think this will be an upset is because of Tampa's defense. I don't trust that defense at all. The offense I can trust. Because they're out. They're, they're, they're out. They, they don't have Devin White. They don't have Devin White this weekend because of COVID too. Right. So, so that's why I'm saying like. Linebacker. 
people think it's going to be upset, and I'm telling you, it might be a close game. But that's only Jamal Dean, Carlton Davis. There's that's two Auburn guys in the corners there. I got, I got, I got to stick with Tampa here. Well, it'll be interesting game to say the the least. It'll be a good Saturday night game too at eight fifteen kickoff, and that's the last game. Sunday, Sunday game for me. I get to watch football on Sunday this weekend. Wow, look at that! The Australian watches it on a Sunday. Welcome to America. What it's like. So I'm moving on. My homework this week is to watch football for one of my classes. (laughs) So that's cool. That's awesome. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then we got the uh, Monday slate of games or Sunday for you Americans. The Titans against the Ravens. Now, guys, it's weird to me that the Ravens are the favorites in this game. Um, I don't know how or why uh, I'd put my mortgage on the Titans. I'm just going to move on. I don't believe in Lamar Jackson as a playoff uh, quarterback. I don't think they can play from in, from behind well at all. They're a team that's built to be out in front and run the clock down and not have your team touch the ball. Well, if any, if last year is anything to go off, this team has a very heated rivalry. We saw Malcolm Butler and and uh, Harbaugh get into it this year when they played over on the 50-yard line because they did their huddle on the Ravens logo. So I think this is going to be a good game. Um, it's definitely going to be a game that's going to be in the trenches. Derek Henry is going to be running all over the place. That's the key to the game. You, you stop Derrick Henry, you, you force Ryan Tannehill to throw the ball around. And yes, they do have some competent receivers there in AJ Brown and Corey Dillon, but... Corey Davis. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I was thinking of freaking um, New England. Um, yeah, Davis, Central Michigan kid. If 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 you if force Tannehill to throw to them and, and you completely eliminate... Derrick Henry, you have a shot. You have a shot because I don't think Ryan Tannehill's a he's a game managing quarterback. He's not really a guy that's going to go out there and, and throw four four hundred yards and, and win you the game. But I I just don't see how you stop a guy that has rushed for two thousand yards this year. And I saw a stat uh, this morning: Derrick Henry over the last twenty games has the most rushing yards ever for a running back in twenty games, including playoffs in the history of the NFL. So, the dude's a Hall of Famer, in my yes. in my opinion. Definitely. The, the dude's okay. ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if you guys, like, know anything, but, like, Vegas is pretty good about this whole numbers thing. I mean, they're not wrong a lot. But I do think that this is a game. If they're going to be wrong, this is the one. I think Lamar gets way too much credit. You talk about how Ryan Tannehill doesn't throw all over the field and he's more of a game manager. I think Lamar's the same way. I mean, this guy doesn't have a rocket for an arm. He can barely throw the ball. Pretty sure I've never played agree. a snap of football in my life. I'm pretty sure I could play better than Lamar. I mean, there I is say that. <laughs> I couldn't run like he could. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, I, I don't trust J.K. Dobbins. I don't trust Marquise Brown. I mean, then then those two guys are out. All you got is Mark Andrews. And then if you if you put a spy on Lamar then there's nothing he can do, and Derrick Henry just runs wild. So I, I really like the Titans here. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Titans as well. Um, but I will say this. Lamar Jackson, I said it last year when, you know, going into this, I said that the Ravens would lose. And people call me crazy because, you know, at the time Lamar was the MVP. Ravens, I believe, were, what, 15-1, 14-2, whatever the record was last year. But a very good team in the regular season. This year they come in at 11-5. Obviously they lost that first round to the Titans last year. And honestly, I'm, doing, I'm thinking the same thing here because this Ravens team, I just don't I don't trust anyone on the team. I mean, my thing with Lamar is that, yes, he's a good quarterback, but he hasn't done anything in the playoffs yet. And if he can get a win here, 
that's really going to like help him out a lot because the thing that really aggravates me about Lamar Jackson is that people have already in, like appointed him as like a good quarterback, a great quarterback, someone that will win you a Super Bowl. And he's 0-2 in the playoffs. Now, granted, it happened his rookie year, but last year he was the MVP and choked it away because he didn't play the, the last week in the regular season. So I look at that and I'm like, this is a huge game for him. And I wouldn't be surprised that he comes out and is like, I can't go 0-3 in my first three playoff games. But then at the same time too, Derrick Henry and the Titans, they're just going to run all over this team. So I'm going to pick the Titans here. That's a very important thing that you brought up, Jake. I definitely agree with that. And it hasn't been talked about a lot. This is a very important game for Lamar Jackson. Because he he's, he's got the game. MVP, but no playoff wins. That's huge. I don't know how he like because if, he had a good if, year, if, but if I'm if I'm the Ravens, if I'm the Ravens, and he loses this week, and and you're now sitting there three years of Lamar Jackson, and he's going into his contract year next year, I'm not paying him this off season. Oh, you can't. Um, no. I'm I'm sitting there and saying, you want to get paid, kid? Go win us a playoff game, and we'll pay you whatever you want. Because and unless you can do that, I'm not paying the money that he's going to want for a regular season quarterback. If and he doesn't I, and win I, and this... I, and I use the word quarterback loosely because, like you said, Caden, he is a game-managing quarterback, but what, what he does that other game managers don't is he has the ability to use his legs and, and run for 100 yards a game, and, and he does have that. But this is the playoffs. This is where football matters. It's, it's, it's a different season when you come to January. What you did in... September through to December doesn't matter. You got to win. You got to win here, and you got to prove to your organization that the investment of a first-round pick that they had in you is worth it enough to pay you for the next contract. And if you're not winning playoff games, regardless of how well you played, and if you've won an MVP, that's great. But at the end of the day, teams want to win Super Bowls. They want to win playoff games. They want to have deep playoff pushes to get into a Super Bowl. They don't want to get into this playoffs every year and lose. Because if you do that, you're going to become the Bengals and, and like Marvin Lewis when he would take them to seven playoff games and would lose every year. And I don't think the Bravens want that. Yeah, I mean, the more I think about it, I never thought about this whole Lamar's playing for, for a contract, but he's he's really playing for his career. You, you Now that I think about it, because you see these guys come out every year and you're seeing it with Zach Wilson and Justin Fields this year, there's always going to be mobile guys now that can run. Right. And that's what Lamar is. I mean, J Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Lamar because he can throw the ball, but they can run equally as well. And he doesn't win a game and you're 0 3 in the playoffs. He's not, he's not getting re signed as a starter anywhere because those, these quarterbacks are so easy to he'd find. Be signed as, he'd, he'd be signed as a starter. There's, there's, he's a starting quarterback in the league. They have such a short shelf life, though. He's not going to get good money. No, 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 I don't think so. But I'm saying like a team like, you Washington. know, like, yeah, exactly right. If it was this year, if I'm using the teams that need quarterbacks this year, if I'm Washington, I'd be taking him. But yeah, I know what you're saying. You're 100% Patriots. correct. Patriots, no. No. Patriots, you wouldn't want the Patriots to pick up Lamar Jackson. No. As, as in, no, if we're just talking about like right now, based off, absolutely I would. But to Caden's point, he, 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 he could go and sign as a starting quarterback throughout the league. That's because he does well in the regular season. But if you want to not go anywhere in January, then have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. Yeah, and these guys are so easy to find too, though, Jake. I mean, you're gonna have a guy like Lamar, who's in his. He's gonna. He's, he'll be in his fourth or fifth year in the league by the time you get to him. You're gonna pay him a little bit of money. I mean, you're you're still gonna pay him more than a rookie contract. So you're paying for a guy with a short shelf life, and he basically turns into Robert Griffin. 
minus the injury. But I don't know. I mean, I mean he's I, not gonna I, be able to run like that anymore. Five years in the league, you're not gonna be able to run like that. He can true. barely throw the ball now as is. I've always said that players like him will never win a ring as a starting quarterback, and I, I'll stand by that because I just don't see it. But that'll be an interesting game. Like I said, I think Tennessee takes that. And moving on to the Sunday afternoon game, uh, we got Chicago Bears at New Orleans. Uh, I mean, there's not really much to say here. New Orleans is a powerhouse right now, 12-4 and four against an 8-8 eight and eight team. Um, I mean, the Bears have been hot lately. I will give them that. But, I mean, the Saints have Alvin Kamara. He's just going to run all over the place. Drew Brees, I mean – Michael Tom, like this is a good, good, good team, a team that will probably make the NFC championship game, if not have a very, very close second round game. So I'm gonna pick New Orleans here. I'm taking the Bears. I'm going with the Bears too, Matt. Um the Bears, like Jake, you said the Bears I have like been how Jake hot. is so confident in New Orleans and then we're versus Sydney going, we're taking the Bears. <laughs> so there's yeah. no there's no yeah, talk, I mean, no the, talk the, here. <laughs> the, the the Bears have been cut pretty hot I mean Mitchell Trubisky isn't anything you know he's no Tom Brady but if David Montgomery can catch fire and you can get a couple balls to A-Rob I mean it's not like Drew Brees coming off like 11 broken ribs or whatever he had he hasn't been good Alvin Kamara just ran over the ran all over whoever the hell they played on Christmas or whatever for six touchdowns that's all they have slant boy hasn't been anything good I I really like the Bears here I agree that's exactly why I I um, I'm picking the Bears. You you look at the Saints' offense and you see all these weapons, but really they're so one-dimensional. They have the weapons, but they're one-dimensional. They're just, it's Alvin Kamara. It's it's they're they are a power run team. First, they're not a throw first team. Um, Drew Brees is getting up there in age. He doesn't ever really sit there and throw for forty attempts a game anymore. Michael Thomas has been, you know, non-existent this year. Yeah or a slant boy, as uh, Caden called him. And, and, and I think the Bears have more to play for. I, I think someone like Mitchell Trubisky, I hope he's sitting in his hotel room right now and just sitting there and thinking, I'm going to shock the world on Sunday or Monday because that kid has gone into a city that um, is probably one of the toughest cities in football to play and be a starting quarterback in. And I don't think he's ever done anything that wrong. I think benching him this year for Nick Foles was a poor decision on Matt Nagy's behalf. They were 5-1 and one with, with Trubisky. Um, ever since Trubisky's been back in, they've been winning games. I think he's a competent quarterback in the league. I don't think he deserves the hate that he gets. I think a lot of people um, hate on Mitchell Trubisky because, one, he's in Chicago, which is such a you know historic city for football. And two, because of the other two quarterbacks that were taken in the first round of his draft, Patrick Mahomes and and Deshaun Watson. But if if Mitchell Trubisky was sitting in a, in a in a draft that was surrounded by Blaine Gabbard and 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 guys like that, you wouldn't be sitting here going, "He sucks." Like he's a he's a game managing quarterback. He's not gonna he's not gonna throw throw the top off a, a defense. But he's he's hot right now, and and I would just like to see the Bears to win. Do you know what I mean? Like. I'd yeah. just rather see them win than the Saints. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I would too, but I just don't see it happening. I think I, I don't I think, think Drew Brees going to go with an L. But with with Drew Brees, he's up there in age. They're so one dimensional coming out, like Matt, you said, coming off of an injury. Look at, look at New England. Look at New England last year. Everyone in, in the playoffs, wildcard game. I th- I, that's who I've compared the Saints to all year. Was New England in 2019? I think. 
coming into this game, it's in, a, in a, it's the very same situation as we were in a year ago. We were sitting there going, you know, we're not that good of a football team. We got Tom Brady. We got Tom Brady. The Saints are going to probably be sitting there going, you know, we have Alvin Kamara and we have we have Drew Brees. That's really all he's got. The defense always allows thirty points a game. I mean, your run defense was was actually pretty sound throughout the year. Um, leaked a little bit towards the end of the year. Look, if the Bears win, they will go into uh, Green Bay the following week and would have to play in Green Bay. I think the Bears would really love to be that wildcard team that just goes into New Orleans, knocks off Drew Brees, then goes into Lambeau and knocks off Green Bay. Come on. Do you really think the Bears are going to knock off Green Bay? No, I don't think that. But it's a divisional game and anything can happen in division games. I think when you... Exactly. When when division rivals meet in the playoffs, it's not a regular game. It's not it's not a regular postseason yeah, game. Because you guys you know this team so well. It's like you go back to the Saints and not the Saints, the Rams in Seattle. That game's gonna be so close just based off the fact that they play each other so much. And 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 players and coaches are so interchangeable in divisions. Like it it happens all the time. They just yeah. go from different teams throughout the division. Um that's now I'm going into a whirlwind. I don't think they'll beat Green Bay if they beat New Orleans. I'm just saying it would be cool to see them to knock off a division rival after beating the Saints. I mean, I, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the Saints. I'm going to pick the the Bears though, and hopefully next week me and Caden is in here. It's correct. Yeah. You guys, if you guys are really that confident about it, you guys should put the money on it because Saints are favoring eight and a half right now. So, no, they're ten. The ten. Oh, I got ESPN so, The line I looked at. Hold on. So. Their favorite by ten, then I'd be on the Bears. A hundred. Yeah, if, if I'm a betting guy, I'm putting on the Bears, but I just don't see the New Orleans losing. That, that's a bad and, and then the final game of the week, we got the Steelers and the Browns. Just like we were talking about just then, division game, rivalry game. Uh, both teams have one win apiece on the year. Juju Smith-Schuster came out and said that yesterday that they are still the same Browns that he has faced his entire career. Same, what did he? What was? The, what was the quote that he used? Same grave faces. They have a couple yeah. star players. Something like that. Something that is going to bite him in the ass. But as of the last twenty-four hours, the Browns have been hit with COVID. They've lost their starting safety and Ronnie Harrison. They've lost their starting right tackle and their starting guard. So. That's a problem for the Browns. Yeah, and their facility shut down. So if you can't practice for six days or however however it's going to be, you go into a game. I mean, they're riding high. They barely beat – I mean, they beat a Mason Rudolph-led Pittsburgh team. Yeah, the they, 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 beat a, they beat it. They barely beat a Mason Rudolph-led football team. It's not like they didn't have any other starters on the field, and it's not like Mason Rudolph has never started an NFL football game in his career. So I don't look at that too much because I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is that great to begin with. I think they could be winners the same amount of games this year if they had have had Mason Rudolph because yeah. really it was their defense. Yes. Ben Roethlisberger was, he lost them. He lost them games by throwing picks and things like I think, and yes, of course, Mason Rudolph could have done those as well, but I, I don't think there's a big drop off between Roethlisberger and Rudolph at this point in Ben's career. Not I, I think just, you might say there might not be a big drop off, but when you get into that situation, that playoff situation, experience wins out, though, Matt. No, 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 one hundred percent. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in terms of last week, the week seventeen game, when you said they barely beat them. I, I don't look at that like that. I don't think they barely beat them because I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. 
He's played in the league. He started games. They had every other starter was still around him besides Mike Pouncey was the only guy on the offense that wasn't starting. Besides that's big a big ben. loss, though. Yeah, last week. But that's a big loss. That's just center. You still had Schuster. You still have Claypool. You still had James Conner. You still had all the other guys. You still had the tight ends. You still had all these guys playing. So it wasn't that big of a deal <laughs> for them to lose by just two. It, I think this game is the is the hardest to pick. Honestly, I would have taken the Browns if you had asked me two days ago. But with COVID and with the COVID restrictions and all their players now being having to quarantine shit and, and the facility being closed, I don't know how you can expect the Browns to win. Yeah, I don't at the even end of the think... day, they're still the Browns. They would have had to overcome this, like uh, a hurdle to Steve and win if it was a regular game in a regular healthy week. Like it would yeah. have been hard enough for him just to overcome 20 years of not being in the playoffs, you know, having that drought, being a division rivalry game, beating a team that you had already played and played last week. All these things would have already been hard enough. And then you go ahead and you add the fact that the facility has been um, closed. It's hard where, where, it, where it does kind of, where it does kind of um, not favor, but is a little more um, okay, I guess, is the fact that they would have game planned for Pittsburgh a week ago. They would have game planned for Pittsburgh five weeks ago when they played them as well. They're a division rival. You know them well enough that you can kind of prepare in this COVID world that you don't have to have practices. But at the end of the day, you're not getting reps in, which does hurt. But if I think it is at least a little bit of a blessing that they are playing a team that they already know so well, not having to prepare for a completely new team. Yeah, that definitely helps. Uh, but like you said, Matt, with the facilities being closed and not getting those live reps in, I mean, six days is six days. You can go over all the game film you want, but you got a rookie like Claypool. Um, you got an inexperienced TikTok dancer uh, like Juju Smith-Schuster. And, and then Ben Roethlisberger, who hasn't played in a week, and I and and go back to Jake's point about no, it's the Browns' facilities closed, not the Steelers. Oh, I don't. What am I saying? Uh, <laughs> I don't, Jake, you want to cut that out? <laughs> you just you just wanted to ba- you just wanted to bash the Steelers and court you. Jeez, yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, there's there's um, a, I just think that's a bigger loss for the for the Browns. You you don't get those live reps. I mean, you lose two, three guys, whatever. That's okay, but where you can't play together, you can't get practice in, you basically get a bye, uh, a, a, a bye week when you don't need it without practices. So so I, I, I like the Steelers here. Yeah, I'm taking Pittsburgh too for all the reasons you guys already said. I mean, if COVID wasn't a thing, I would have I looked at Cleveland more seriously. I mean, they're still Cleveland, and I don't know. I probably wouldn't have picked them anyways. But just the fact that COVID's there, and obviously, you know, like like I said, you know, division rival, you guys, you know, game plan for this already. You played them last week, which, you know, helps you a little bit. But at the end of the day, if you're not getting those live reps, and, you, and not even the fact that it's live reps against the Pittsburgh's game plan, you're just not taking hits. It's hard to just not take hits for a full week and then go play a game. Like, that's not easy to do. And I think – I actually think they got into the facility today for the first time. Um, so, I mean, at least they got in one day. They probably won't play tomorrow. So – I mean, it's, it's going to be a bad, bad loss for Cleveland, especially for a team that, you know, it's been 18 years since their last, uh, you know, playoff berth. I mean, hey, let, you, let's, not, let's not forget the Titans didn't have a facility for two weeks and, and came in and blew the doors off uh, Baltimore. Yes, but so that's Tennessee. Not, this is Cleveland. Like it's, I know, but that's, let's just not completely ride them down. Right? I'm let's writing them off. It's Cleveland. Baker Mayfield is going to go win us a fucking game here. 
let's hones down. <laughs> Fuck Texas. This shit. Dude, Baker I mean, Pittsburgh is only a six-point favorite, which is surprising. Listen, I'm still going to say this. COVID or not, I didn't take my pick. I'm taking the Brownies. Brownies-Bills AFC title game. Book it. Brownies-Bills. Really? I like it. Wow. So you think the Broncos like can't see? I'd, I'd love to see it. I like it because I I don't know if you remember when the Browns. What was that game that they played? It was I think it was the Baltimore game. I wrote in the group chat at the start, the ride the wave chat. I said the only team that I can see beating the Browns is the Chiefs. I mean, beating the Chiefs is the Browns because of how they their offense is built. You could really just run that rock the entire game and keep the ball out of. Patrick Mahomes' hands and and chew up clock. That's yeah. the that's the only way I can see. And I, I guess it's the same for the Bills too. You got to get the you got to keep the hands, keep the ball out of the hands of these quarterbacks that can literally throw for eighty yards at one play and score a touchdown. Yeah, yeah I mean to go to that point, that's how that's why the Patriots have always been so successful. I mean, how many times do you see the Patriots win the coin coin toss, take the ball, and bring Brady drives on the field? Next thing you know, there's like nine anywhere from like nine to six minutes left on the clock. It's like Damn, we almost ended that entire quarter. That's like, I mean, that's how the Patriots are so successful, especially in recent years. Especially against the Chiefs, too. We did that all the time against them. That's why they would never score points in the first half. Dish it, you dish it off to Edelman or James White or whoever the hell they want on the screen pass, and boom. Five-yard gain, five-yard gain, five-yard gain. Keep moving the ball. So that was our picks for the playoffs. Is there any final thoughts on the playoffs, fellas? Do we do we like this format? Do we do we do we not like it? Do we like having one team off, or do we like the old I way? Like it. No, I, I, I like I like one team off because you're getting more teams in, and that's more fun to watch. Always more football is always more fun. I agree. More football, the better. I agree with Take that note, as well. College football playoffs. Better than yeah, way better than college football. But the one thing I wish they maybe would have done was if there was a way that they could have had two teams in each conference get the bye and then have another team get in. That would have made it more got too many teams in. Then that's too. I, I don't that's like too having, much that point. You guys think? Well, oh, you got just said well, the more football the better. Now you're saying too much. No, but you got a seven and nine team in the playoffs already. No, so that's the thing. When you when you because Jake, if you were to add, if you were to give another team a bye and you would add another team. Oh wait, no, because you're having a bye. My math was wrong. As to what Caden said, you already got a seven and nine team in the playoffs. Now, yes, on the AFC's t- side, did we have a ten and five team, ten and six team miss? Yeah. Oh well. And when when you have a division that every year sends in a team into the playoffs with no more than eight or nine wins in the NFC East, you can't you can't keep adding more teams than what they already have. I think next year they're adding a week to the season. So that's more football. So that's fine. And then you add the uh, extra players or extra team in, like they've done this year. I think I think I think it's better having one team off. More football, the better. And for the two seed as well, this is where it's kind of iffy. The two seed has now gone from having a week off to the two seed could get upset and lose and be out in the first week of the playoffs, the wildcard weekend. I still yeah. think, I still think there needs to be some sort of advantage brought in for the two seed. But why should a two seed get rewarded with a bye? Why, why, why a two seed? You weren't good enough to beat the one, be better than the one seed. So why should because, you get a bye as well? Because most of the most of the not this season, but most of the time, you look at last year in New England, for example, we we were um, a referee calling the kill Harry inbounds away from being the first seed. If we beat the Chiefs, we had the tiebreaker. 
So in terms of that, when, when it's a tiebreaker, does the two seed deserve a buy? Yeah, because they still won the same amount of games. They still lost the same amount of games. Just because they had a tiebreaker, I don't believe um, you should be punished for that. But at the end of the day, as long as it's – they're still are playing the seventh seed. I mean, you should be able to beat them if you're yeah. the, the two seed. So it's – I don't know. It's 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 it's. I like that they're doing it. I think it's good. Yeah, I mean, I think, just I think, I think the college football playoff should um, have a look at what the NFL is doing, and not, not a lot. Not a, I don't say this a lot about college football to look at the NFL and take and mold it after them. I wish the NFL did things that the college football did, but I think this is one of those things that the college football playoff committee should really look at this weekend and see how excited everyone is for so much football because there's six games. It's like another week, really. And, 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 and they should see, oh, maybe we could do this and have our own weekend of football and we could have eight games on or six games on and we could do that. Same thing. That would be awesome. I really like that, especially college football. He had some more impactful games in there. I mean, obviously the bowl games are cool, but honestly, I mean, some of those the bowl, bowl games, games you... aren't cool though anymore. They used to be. Like 10 years ago, Caden, people would – no one was sitting out. Tim Tebow didn't freaking sit out of That's the true. Sugar Bowl because he didn't make yeah. the natty. Like, with the BCS, you had the reseeding too, so. Exactly. The, the, I think it's the, the new bowl. playoff format is what screws it all. Yeah, the, the playoffs, the, the bowl games used to matter. Now, now the thing that I don't like is they just turned, you know, two of the biggest bowl games into just semifinals. It's like they don't matter. Yeah. But then again, all of the bowl games don't matter anymore. They're all contracts. It's all money. It's all bullshit. There's no reason why. I mean, I know this year's a little different, and I know the game got canceled, but there's no reason why a two-win South Carolina team should make a bowl game over a seven or nine and two uh, Army team. You know, even though they did make a bowl game, but they only made the bowl game because someone left. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's all it's all contract, and that's dirty. I don't like that. I wish they kind of fixed it, but it yeah, is I what mean, it is. The whole college playoff system that that is just a complete joke, to be honest. I mean, four teams, come on, but. Regardless, maybe they'll change it next year. Uh, for right now, though, that was our playoffs picks for, for this year. Hopefully, we're all right in our own ways and we get some picks right. For this week. For this week. This week. We'll, we'll do it again next week, week uh, for the NFL. Uh, but until then, we'll catch you guys next week. And it's been another episode of the Football on the Barty Podcast. Enjoy a big week of football, playoffs, and the Natty.